just lost two federal agents. They suspect someone in the White House of being involved. They're after me now, aren't they? Go! I have orders to protect you with my life. The more you know, the more dangerous this becomes. You have no idea what you're getting into. Oh my gosh, is this what happened to Brian? My friends, welcome to Cord Killers. Normally, this show about watching the stuff you love, when you want, where you want, however you want. But today's special episode will be devoted entirely to finding Brian Brushwood. Bryce Castillo joins me. Bryce, what do we know? Well, we know that he was here about seven days ago and also about seven minutes ago, Tom. But that is still not quite enough information to track him down. Hopefully, we can find him uh, in time for the cord killing news of the week. Yes. Lost might be too strong a word. I would say misplaced. I don't know where he is. Do you know? I, do. I don't know where he is. Do you? I don't. He's always in the last place you look at. <laughs> uh, yes, but Brian will be back next week. Right. I I will go. Now to you'll the, be back with us next week as well, Tom. I'll It'll be go the to three the ends of the earth. No matter what happens to me, I will make sure Brian's back next week. <laughs> so the uh, what you heard uh, a few moments ago was uh, a trailer for Netflix's upcoming spy thriller series, The Night Agent. Um, it's basically about um, the FBI, but then also like the 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 this, the, the real night. the dangerous the ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's streaming on Netflix March twenty third. It looks like a spy thriller. It looks like it looks a thriller. Like Red Notice level, like put it on and enjoy the occasional fight scene. Yeah, uh, but yeah. this time it's a series instead of just a movie. I'd, That's true. You get more for your the nineteen ninety nine a month or whatever you're, <laughs> you're paying. Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, let's get right into the primary target. Let's do it. Uh, David Pierce uh, has been writing tech news for uh, a couple of decades now, I, I believe. I'm a big fan of what, of his work, and he wrote an article for The Verge called All the Streaming Boxes Suck Now. <laughs> there are no good streaming boxes, and I blame everybody. Uh, it's As, as uh, incendiary as that headline is, it's actually a very reasoned uh, look at what the problems were with streaming boxes. Uh, he asserts that Streaming boxes have no imagination. They're just cheap hosts for apps. They're stealing their interfaces from phones. They fulfill none of the promise of what streaming boxes could have been. You cannot turn on a box and just say the name of what you want to watch and start watching it. I, I mean, yes, you can sometimes. Uh, we talked about this on Daily Tech News Show, and a bunch of people are like, well, I'm able to do that with this show on this platform. But he's like, you can't be sure. A lot of times they won't have the thing or they can't find the thing or the thing is available in the wrong place. Uh, it's just not something that works reliably. He, he sums it up as, the state of the set-top box world is like the industry agreed software is king and then immediately threw the iPhones, Galaxies, and Pixels out of the market, leaving us to choose among TrackPhone, Blue, Motorola, and nothing else. Ouch. So why is this? Uh, the culprit that Pierce identifies is streaming services themselves. He says, they want you to only use their app. They're looking at it as we are the platform. So they keep their data away from other platforms, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And they try to get you to subscribe to services from within them if they can, uh, like Amazon Prime Video, for example. The platforms also have conflicts uh, like their own streaming services. Apple has Apple TV+. Plus. Amazon has Fire TV and Prime Video. Google has YouTube, YouTube TV, and Android TV. Um he points out that TiVo and Slingbox were more powerful hardware than what we have now. As far as comprehensiveness and ability to just get what you want to watch in front of you quickly, he gives partial credit to Apple TV. They have a nice little like tracking feature, just not everybody uh, plays with it. NVIDIA Shield is probably the closest to giving you exactly what you want, but even those have shortcomings. So Bryce, is Pierce right? Do we want the Samsung Galaxy S23 of TV streaming boxes, are we fine with the cheap streaming doggle dongles and the OS built into our TV as, as long as we can watch our stuff? I think if we were in a world where no one had these apps and everyone was needing to make a new decision, 
of how do they connect and how they access streaming libraries. I think if that was the case, I think we would see um, we would see more opening up on both sides, right? We would see a lot more cheaper options and a lot more higher end options. Um, but right now we. Uh, we, we we don't have that just yet you know uh like i've got uh i've got an apple tv uh hd or the fourth generation what do you, what do you want to call it mm-hmm. i've had it for a long time uh i, w- I want to say it's i had it since it launched about eight years ago i paid about the price you pay for it now which is 150 dollars, which is still very high but if i was buying if i didn't have that box today would i use it because i don't know if i would I've got a PlayStation hooked up to my TV, and that has most of the apps I need. It's got Netflix and HBO. It's even got Peacock. Heck, it's got an Apple TV app. Um, so I, I think if I needed to buy a box, maybe I would think about it, but I've got one. And so that that ends up being a, a tough place. Some, everyone has one. Everybody probably has between their phone or a smart TV or a tablet. Uh, or a laptop. You've got a way to get to these streamers already. So how do you find a box that creates value on top of that, on top of this software library? I mean, yeah. Tom, do you feel like there are differentiators out there beyond the the software OS? No, and I, I think that is the problem because the platform makers, the Amazons, Googles, and, and Apples, and NVIDIAs, uh, they're making their money elsewhere. They're using the box as a way to get you into... Uh, GeForce Now, uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, Apple TV One, uh, Amazon Retail. <laughs> please, yeah. just, please buy our stuff. <laughs> uh, and so they're not incentivized to make the box good. Whereas TiVo, that was their business. I mean, yes, they also sh- sold you a subscription to the guide data, uh, but the TiVo had to be good to get you in there. And so I agree that TiVo was excellent. It was able to put everything you watched together in an easy to manage list. Whatever the most recent thing that it recorded that you watched was up at the top. Uh, it even started to add in apps for Hulu and Netflix and, and things in the later days and integrate that into that system of like, hey, that that show, it's over there. Uh, I really wish someone was making a very good television box or even one of the operating system makers. Maybe LG could do this with WebOS if they tried. Just make a really good interface where I don't have to think. I think we've all got a little bit of Stockholm syndrome of like, yeah, I mean, how hard is it to remember that this show is on Netflix? And it's not that hard, but it could be better. It could be you turn it on and immediately it's like, these are your three top shows that are available to watch now. Uh, you know, and this is the, the, the next one that you haven't watched. Uh, here are some things that, that you, we know you want to watch. Uh, you have told us, or we, we can figure it out with a little machine learning. And yes, I can hear some of you saying, well, my, my fire TV does that. My Android TV does that, but it doesn't do it. Kinda. I mean, it, it pretends to do it, but how many times have you been like, oh, wait, my, the show I want to watch isn't up there for some reason, or those recommended things, those aren't really things that I want to watch. Like it could be so much better. Right. Not to mention, you know, if, uh, uh, if the show or if the service you want to watch is not a part of that aggregator, then what is the value of it? Right. If Netflix doesn't pop up in this universal search or if Netflix titles don't show up in a voice response, um, then the value, just the functionality to the user is, is chopped at the legs to begin with. Um, but like, how do you solve that? Make another one of these aggregator apps, right? Make no, another no. Yeah, Apple it has TV to come app? From, the, from the device maker themselves. And it has to come from the business getting mature enough that Netflix will agree to be indexed. Uh, that standard standard business agreements are 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 agreed upon uh, because Netflix will do this. Verizon was advertising all over the Oscars their their Verizon Plus or, or their Plus something, hmm. uh, but yet to be a Verizon subscriber to take advantage of it. However, Netflix is a part of it. 
You can add your Netflix bill to the Verizon bill. It's like they, they were able to come up with an agreement with Netflix for this. Uh, why can't other people do that? I don't want it tied to a phone carrier. I don't want to have to switch my phone number to a new phone carrier <laughs> to get easier billing uh, or or potentially better tracking uh, of the shows I watch. Uh, I just I want it to be a service. And we're going to have to have the shakeout to see which of these services don't work. And then we're going to have to have the slow negotiation of everybody realizing, well, it actually, you scratch my back, I scratch yours situation. It's going to be years before that happens, I think. There's also the smart TV element of this, right? It is very hard to find, especially a, a, a large size or a, a high price TV right at the moment that doesn't have a smart TV operating system in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm a particular shopper, but generally I don't want a smart OS. I don't want a, a, a remote that might listen to me other than the Apple one. Like I have a certain amount of trust in the Apple microphone thing. Yeah. You're fine. Apple listening to you. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but between the TV manufacturers and whatever OS software pain that you take on, um, the, the, there being a secret, uh, I, I don't, well, I don't, I don't want to paint a picture that there's anything untoward happening, Tom. It's cabal. But the smart TV stuff seems especially sketchy because it's not like you know what you're getting into. It's not like you know what Samsung is doing if they're sniffing your traffic or if they're keeping an eye on what's being displayed on your TV. Yeah. Um, that's, and I think I, there's concern there, and I, I, and I don't think it's outlandish. Uh, I think it, I, I think sometimes people overreact to it, but yeah. uh, I think the 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 thing with TV operating systems is you can't change them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, like I I have a I have the LG TV it has WebOS and it's a nice OS, but I never use it because I don't want to rely on it. Uh, I I don't mm -hmm. want to have something that's tied to the television. Um, and, and yeah, there's, there's a business interest in the TV uh, tracking you and selling ads to you. I don't think it's that nefarious, uh, but I don't love it either. And you don't have an option if you rely on the TV OS, whereas I do have an option if I, as I do now, use an NVIDIA Shield TV and an Apple TV as my, my two ways of watching things, depending on what I'm watching. So uh Jabra Aruge is 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 throwing out the the time honored trope of it's kind of like we need a service that let's call Comcast or Xfinity who has everything you want for one monthly fee. Uh yes, except Comcast, Xfinity or Charter or Spectrum did not have everything we want for a reasonable monthly fee. They didn't give us control. So what we want is just what we want, not everything else, just what we want easily managed and yeah. you know a, a single payment i think is is or a play a single place we pay to is kind of a nice perk too but i don't think we want cable we we definitely don't want them deciding what channels we get and we definitely don't want them saying this is the price you pay and you have no other option because there's no one else you can go to uh so i wouldn't give up those big advantages that we've got where we have choice over what we pay for uh, we can decide how many of these channels we want to have, Netflix, Hulu, et cetera. I would never give that up. Uh, I would like there to be multiple platforms, and I want it to be multiple platforms we could mm -hmm. choose from that all had the ability to add these services to. And whether that's an Apple TV platform or whether that's an Amazon Prime Video platform, I think that waits, remains to be seen. Uh, but just to make it easier to manage these channels and make it easier for us to just watch. Brian's always talking about this. Just mm -hmm. watch what we want to watch without having to know where it is. Yeah, I, I think you know you you mentioned this near the near the start of the segment, Tom. But remembering where something is on is not uh, it's not a, a particularly helpful skill to have. No. It's not something that that getting it's, good at does anything for you. It's it's a thing we've all kind of convinced ourselves is. Not the hardest thing in the world to do, but is not perfect. And ultimately, we sh probably shouldn't need to think about it too much. Certainly not and where we are today. I, I think the problem is this is this is not going to get solved until the market for these channels shakes out. We're we're in a mm -hmm. huge period of disruption to the industry, the likes of which we have not seen since the '40s, when all the radio broadcasters went into television 
and we weren't sure who, you know, can, can NBC radio survive in television? Can, can the mutual broadcasting system survive in television? Well, now we know the answer. <laughs> one was yes, one was no. Yeah. Uh, so we're in that situation where like, yeah, we're going to end up with fewer services. We're going to end up with fewer platforms. There are going to be some standards that they all coalesce around of like, oh, this seems to be what people like and what people work. And only once the business plans have consolidated and we kind of know what the landscape is. And like I've been saying, that's probably not going to happen until 2024. Only after that will they start to refine as long as there's decent competition and multiple platforms into, okay, well, this is, these, these are your options and let's make a better user experience. They don't, they don't win by competing on your user experience at this point. Yeah. And I think we'll talk about more of what, of what you're mentioning in a bit here, the idea of these, the streamers themselves actually shaking out. Uh, because right now in terms of the hardware makers, people who are making streaming boxes, they're, they are commoditized, and I guess you do see white label or off-brand off streaming boxes out there, um, but there's only so many players in this space, and I, I think it's not... Um, I think everyone, from the hardware to the software to the content, are all waiting to see how all of this shakes out. Yeah. Because I think people will play along with each other better once, uh, once the stable, once the set the known players shake out out of all of this. I'm going to say something that sounds ridiculous, and then I'm going to explain why I don't think it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> someday you may see Apple TV Plus available as an add-on to Prime Video and Prime Video available as an add-on to Apple TV Plus. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, wow, with Apple I TV mean, Plus, you can wow. add on Paramount, you can add on Showtime, you can add on AMC, but you can't add on Prime Video. Uh, Prime Video, you can add on HBO and Stars and stuff, but you can't add on Apple TV+. Plus. It sounds ridiculous. Why would they ever do that? They're competing as the platform, not just as the channel. They only just got Prime Video on the Apple TV app. And that's why I say it, is there was a time when the idea that Prime Video would even be on the Apple TV was thought to be outlandish, and they'll never do it because they're competing with boxes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, if they figured that out, there's a shot that they figure this other thing out at some point too. Yeah, yeah, um, and and once they do, then it becomes easier to work all these things out. Then Netflix, Netflix will share. I feel like Netflix is more likely to share with four or five, yes, man, folks rather than ten. And who knows where half of them scamper off to if things fall through? Yeah, and and yeah, and once once let's say we we consolidate down to three or four platforms, and Netflix agrees with one of them. Well, then the others are going to fall in line really fast. So because they don't want to be the, the, the they don't want to lose out to the one that does have Netflix integrated really well. And there's no precedent for this data. There's not a, exactly a yeah. precedent for this data to uh, widespread for sure. Yeah, I think there's no precedent for this show except itself. That's the interesting okay. thing. OK, right? yeah, it's like a self-reflexive, mm -hmm. self-reflective, self-affirming self. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's why you are in charge. Patreon.com slash cord killers, keeping us loud, live, and independent. Uh, there is no corporate master. Uh, there is no beginning or end to this show. Well, uh, it all happens because of you. We are eternal. Time is a flat circle. Mm -hmm. And that's why you should give us $2. That's right. Your $2 an episode or month or whatever you decide to give us is what makes it so that we can traverse time and space, this mortal coil, and yeah. give you the, the news about all the streaming stuff. There's a version of Cord Killers where we have hot dogs for fingers. Oh my gosh. That would be del delicious? No, you couldn't eat that. <laughs> that would be that would delightful be, and delicious. That would be yeah. terrifying. Oh my God, I would want to eat myself. How, how right. horrific. And you, you can't experience that without not becoming a patron. <laughs> That's right. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Cord Killers. Thank you for being supportive. And supporting Let's talk us. about it. How to watch those hot dog fingers pushing the button. <laughs> Ampere analysis estimates that the amount of people in the United States will spend on video, the amount that people, not the people <laughs> we're not spending people here, the amount of money that people in the U.S. will spend on video will decline 8% between this year and 2027. That includes streaming, 
pay TV, like like cable and satellite, and theatrical movies. The the amount we're we're spending to go out to the movies, all of it, all of it. We're gonna we're gonna stop spending as much. The annual spend peaked at one thousand one hundred forty six dollars in twenty twenty two as people returned to the theaters, kept streaming services, and also still paid for cable in high numbers. Uh, the opposite is happening in Europe, though. Uh, Europe is expected to increase spending over the next five years as streaming services catch on in ways that they hadn't yet there. Uh, in fact, the U.S., according to Ampere, among the markets they looked at, is expected to be the only Western market to fall in the next five years. Is this, I mean, I read this, Tom, and I I had a wave of relief reading this. Yeah. Did you? you know, the idea that like, people are saying this was too much. You, you, you made too many streaming services. You tried to nickel and dime us. It's, we just spent a, bit, uh, a bunch of time saying, well, you know, this is it cable or is it a million different services? Right. Um, but this feels like the signal from from consumers. Hey, we're going to spend less. Some of these channels are not going to shake out. And it seems like if we're talking about 8%, that we could be talking about one or two big players at least falling out in in the next few years. I mean, does is that is that high or low to you, Tom? To two streamers disappearing, maybe low, uh, okay. but not well. not too far off. I, I don't I don't think it's outlandish. Uh, I don't think it'll be less. Certainly not less than one. <laughs> uh, I, I think it might be more than two, though. I think I think it's got a chance. Uh, this is what I, I've been saying for a long time is you don't have to have all of the channels. We, we sort of trained ourselves to think, well, when I pay the bill to cable, I get all the channels. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there might be some really odd channels like MTV4 in that digital pack uh, that I have to pay an extra $5.99 a month for. And yes, I, I pay extra for the movie channels, HBO and Showtime and Stars. But for the most part, I get all the channels when I pay the basic bill. Uh, we're used to that. Now, we're still in that completest mindset of like, well, when you add up all the channels, you know, Netflix and Shudder and BritBox and Acorn and everything, uh -huh. uh, how can I afford it? And and I think we're finally coming around to, uh, you, you don't have to. You don't have to have all the channels. You don't even have to have all the channels all the time. You can just have one or two, and as Brian is always saying, cancel those and then move on uh, to something else. And I think that's why the U.S. is going to see that decline, is people are starting to realize the tools they have available to watch television, and they're using them more wisely as we, as we get used to it. And we have had these earlier than other markets, which is why the other markets are still growing and we're not. Who is most susceptible to, to being left out in all of this? Could it? I mean, there are there are the big kind of conglomerate plays, right? Your Amazons and your Apples, the things. Yeah, that we're going to see we're going to see that consolidation we've been talking about, right? So, so who are the little fish? But then, what happens to something? Well, but then you have something like Shutter. There's not a lot of horror things out there, but Shutter is a small service of its own, of its own genre, of its own niche. Um, are the niche I things in trouble? I think the the nichier things are actually going to be okay as add-ons. Yeah. Uh, so as long as you have a big company like Shutter does uh, backing you, you can stick around as a like, hey, four ninety nine a month. Uh, we we have a nice built in fan base. Uh, these these shows don't have huge licensing fees. They're in our catalog anyway. Whatever uh, we can offer that on Amazon Prime Video and and make a nice profit. Uh, it's it's the middle ground ones. It's the Paramount Pluses. It's the ones that mm. have multiples where you've got Acorn and BritBox. And now this BBC documentary service that's out there. And suddenly it's like, well, how many of those do we need? Yeah. Uh, I think I think AMC Plus, uh, BET Plus, oh. those ones that are the TV kind channel of in the middle ground yeah. of like, are you mainstream or are you niche? Like, I can't kind of tell. I, if I squint, maybe I can tell. Uh, th those are the ones that are probably just going to get folded in, bought, consolidated, etc. I wonder if there's a if if we see a new way of these services being sold to consumers of because right now, I mean, we've we've talked about well, it's very convenient to get these. It's very convenient to sign up for them. It's easier to cancel them in in most yeah. cases. Um, I I think it would be interesting to see a streamer um, adopt more of a. Um, a non-recurring payment 
habit of say, hey, you want to just buy three months of Netflix? We'll give you a good deal on three months of Netflix. And if you want to subscribe after that, hey, you're welcome to. Or we'll just can't, you know, I can I could see something like that. Something that follows and tries to create a, a trend of that's hard to price uh, in though. The, it is. The, the, the problem with that is subscription revenue models are built on the fact that you forget to cancel. Yeah. Uh, and so at the moment that you you put in, you take away your advantage there, does do the numbers work out? Right? I mean, do enough people can you I guess uh, Brian and Brian's talked about this before, I'm sure. Like, how do you could you create a, a compelling enough uh, like trend, right? I guess that what I'm thinking is it would have to be more than it would have to be every streamer basically saying this or offering this type of thing. Hey, you can sign up for us and get us every month. It's to hold the whole thing. That's or, an option. Or hey, by a month. Hey, don't you want to catch up on the Mandalorian and all this other right. stuff we've done in the past Here's six a months? Two month pass, and then yeah, and and then you know you've got and then at least you've got people in the funnel. You know, we've seen so much of like moving to fast, having fast options like Freebie, like a Pluto, like a Zuma, Zumo, Zumi, Zumo, Zumo, yeah. um, because there's a space for that. There's a space in the funnel for for free. Um, there's a space in the funnel for cheap. There's a space in the funnel for uh, short and non-committed purchases. But it's going to take a new habit. It takes people understanding and feeling like, oh, the thing that I do with my streaming is. Now I just don't buy. Now I don't sign up for a. Con I just buy a month, x months at a time. I think that's that, a whole different world. But it could. That, well, well, there are people who will do that. There are people like Whistle Thirty Four and in, in, in our chat who keep a spreadsheet of bills so they know when the bills are coming out and what to pay. Yeah. Most people aren't like that. Yeah. And most people are going to look at that and like, well, but then I'll forget. Like I don't want to. I don't want to fall behind. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to sign up. I just want to pay the one bill. That's why everybody's like, ah, I just want to pay the one bill, right? They don't want to have to manage mm. their subscriptions. So, and, and yeah, they, you have competing interests. Yeah. You have competing interests and, and that's, yeah, that's really difficult to be because if you're Netflix, you just, you want people to pay you and you want them to stream as little as possible so that your costs are your, you know, your operating costs, your licensing costs are down. Um, you don't want someone who watches everything because I someone who watches how much everything. that's true. I, I you think, think you're probably right mm. uh, to a certain extent, but a lot of times you have to pay the license, whether it's streamed or not, just, just having mm. it available is costly. Sure. Uh, the least the acceptable amount, I guess. Yeah. Oh. The operation of the bandwidth is where it would get costly if, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the gradations are. It's like yeah. what, once you've paid for a certain size server and a certain provision of of, of bandwidth, it all there's a comes lot out. of room to wiggle in there. Well, if you know, please uh, email us, courtkillers at gmail.com. Let us know more about this. Tell us how we're wrong. Yes, please. We Because we are. <laughs> we are. We just don't know how we are. For sure, we know we are wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what to watch and under surveillance. I like this It's all about location, location. Variety's sources say that Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie, as well as Kevin Feige's unnamed Star Wars movie, have both been shelved, not being developed anymore. However, they are not shelving all the Star Wars. Damon Lindelof and Sharp and Obey Chinoy's movie is still in the works, as is Taika Waititi, who is writing the script for his film right now, and even, according to some, in negotiations to appear in it. That's a separate contract. It's a Hollywood thing. Uh, Deadpool 3 director Sean Levy is still in the mix as well. That one has not been shelved. Deadline says we'll know in a couple of months which Star Wars movies are still on the schedule. December 19th, 2025 is still on the Disney calendar as the next unnamed Star Wars film. We just don't know which one yet. Is this is this because JPEG is gone? Is this uh, the new Bob coming Maybe. into town and cleaning it house? It feels that way, doesn't it? Like, yeah. like uh, he came in and, and told Lucasfilm, Kathleen, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to get this figured out. You, yeah. th this is your budget. This is how many. You can't just have Feige out there drawing a Marvel salary and a Star Wars salary at the same time. Come on. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like that has something to do with it. I also feel like they still haven't found their focus of what they want to do with movies. So some of it is probably just experimentation where they keep changing their mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess, you know, they've got two years before this next 
undecided Star Wars film, but two years, you need to get started. You need pretty- to be started. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's going to be Taika Waititi's then. It's the, that's the one that no one uh, ever has doubts about. He's writing the script. He's going to be in it, it sounds like. Uh, he probably knows all the actors he'd like to have on board. Uh, I, I feel like that's that's the next one. That's the best bet anyway. But we still don't, we don't even know what that movie is. Well, he's I guess, still writing the script, man. Like, I on. know, but it's two years He doesn't out. know what it is yet. Uh, it's, it's just, script. it's stark compared to Marvel, where where oh, yeah. every time no, Marvel comes out, they the say, opposite. our yeah. next 10 years are going to be these things. That yeah. We're in the totally opposite side of the spectrum on that. Well, you do have a great roadmap for Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, Tom, when you're right, you're right. That seems to have worked out just fine. We haven't seen them do movies in a minute. That's, that will be strange um, yeah. to see how people do with movies for Star Wars now. Deadline has a story about how popular Japanese animation movie The First Slam Dunk is. Uh, it's based on the 1990s manga and anime series Slam Dunk. It has raked in $115 million globally since Toei launched it in early December. Most of that is from Japan and Korea, where it was the talk of the town when it came out. Uh, it doesn't hit China until April 20th, but they're expecting it to be pretty popular then, too. It's coming to Italy soon. France later this summer, but there is no U.S. date yet. That seems cool. I, there's, uh, if you look at the list of the top selling, the top grossing anime or Japanese animation films, it's about 50-50 in terms of, is it a franchise, a One Piece, a Naruto, what have you, or yeah, is yeah. it an original story? And to do a sports anime, which is very, has a lot of appeal, but also to do a story where you don't need all this buy-in, I think uh, there's a lot there uh, outside of just the normal traditional successful fantasy animes. I think this could be big. And if they get enough U.S. heat, they get a little bit of crossover appeal. Oh, did you see the basketball anime? Oh, man, did you see that? But they got a basketball anime like you could yeah. build up a little bit of energy on this. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, the from, from what I have followed of the Japanese and Korean reaction to this, uh, it is one of those movies where if people know the original, either the manga or the anime, they have strong opinions about the remake, oh. uh, which to me, n- some people fall on on like, yeah, it was pretty good, but I didn't love it. I like the original better. Some people are like, no, it was great. It was a great homage. That's just the exact kind of thing you want to get, to get a fandom behind something. Uh, what I wonder is even though it is based on basketball, a very American friendly sport it was invented in Canada. So, you know, right nearby and it, the NBA is dominant in the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big the fan base for the anime and the manga is here. I'm sure it has one. I mean, if you're one part of the fan base, I'm not trying to say you're, you don't exist, but is it big enough to have that momentum and that discussion, which then propels people to want to go see it? I guess you, you need, uh, I mean, we're talking at, at this point. We're talking about the spark of of marketing, right? You need it, it's like the Terrace House thing. Like Terrace House yes. was a great show, but you needed someone to say like, "You got to see this X part about this is just different enough." And I think whether it's the animation style or the 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 story, something here resonates with people. And if that if that gets into the conversation, I think. There's excitement for anime. There's excitement yeah. for a sport anime, a big one, a big sports anime. There like hasn't been one in this mainstream area yet. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like it has to have enough people talking about that question if they like it to get other people to go. What are you talking about? Oh, that sounds yeah. interesting. And then uh, you get that terrace house effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it has a shot. But the fact that they haven't got a U.S. date yet makes me think that the company is or the companies that distribute are not yeah. sure. Yeah. Yet. Acting for a cause raises money for charities by asking for donations tied to interesting digital performances. And they're working on a remake of The Room, the Tommy Wiseau film, The Room, a remake of The Room with Bob Odenkirk playing Tommy Wiseau's role. What? (laughs) Proceeds from this effort will go to the Amfar Foundation for AIDS Research, Odenkirk said on Twitter, quote, I tried my best to sell every line as honestly as I could, and I had a blast. Wow. I want to see this now. I want to see this. This seems like such a good idea. I don't know. Is anyone, are people, I guess I, like, when I saw the story time, I, I, like, spent a couple of minutes, like, 
who owns the rights to the room? Because I had seen that Tommy, Tommy Wiseau was not a part of this. And so now I'm like, oh, oh is this like an ownership thing? But it, I couldn't find anything. And it's for AIDS research. So to me, it's that's how they get away with it. Because uh, I, like Jabarugi in our chat room, uh, was sort of when I first saw this, like, why? And then I like, oh, okay. So they want to raise money for charity. That's that's a good reason for me to see something weird. <laughs> like Bob Odenkirk <laughs> playing Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. yeah. And I guess with like green screen technology, you can just shoot something in a weekend and uh, you got good enough yeah uh and that's the other thing is you'll be a lot more forgiving if you're like i just want to see this for the weirdness of it uh i don't care about the special effects so much and it and it's for a good cause nobody's getting hurt yeah so you know come on tommy I, tommy I be cool tommy be, be cool. cool be cool tommy uh, Netflix set May 30th as the premiere for the third run of I Think You Should Leave, the sketch comedy series from Tim Robinson and Zach Caden. Yay! 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 Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cook me up some sloppy steaks on May 30th. Yeah. Um, Slap them up. <laughs> uh, gosh. And I, I appreciate that they gave us like a, it's coming out in two months like like hey we're not going to be banging the drum for drum for a long time you well, don't want to wait the thing i read is is they said uh we come up with ideas as we ha get them and create these episodes and when we have six episodes then we put out a season oh they're not like pushing against the gun to like come to 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 put stuff into this so i feel like if you don't like this in the beginning, you're not going to like it anymore now. But if you did, you're probably got a good chance of getting more of the same. Yeah. I, wow. I hadn't heard that. That sounds, that's cool that that's how they're approaching. Yeah. And it seems to be so far every couple of years, they get enough ideas that they're like, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's do another season. Now. They're, they're so good and so short. So good Brought and so to short. Brought you by Coffin Flops. <laughs> uh, the Last of Us Season 2 will pick up the story of the second game, The Last of Us Part 2, but the creators of the show say they will take more than one season to tell that story. They did not say how many seasons that would be. Uh, HBO has approved them for a second season. They have not approved them for a third season, but that doesn't mean they won't get one. That's just kind of the way it works usually. Um, but yeah, uh, it sounds like next season will not be the end of the story. Mm, I mean, I guess, I mean, we, we do know that there is more. There is a, the last of us part two video game. Yep. And there's there. a lot more to that. It's a more complex story from what I am told. I have not played it. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see because I, I haven't played the, the updated game, but there were a lot of things about The Last of Us that I think I wrote off as being like, well, this script is about 15 years old. Let's maybe be a little careful with it. Um, I wonder what that looks like for a season two or a part two. Yeah, which is a little a little less old. Yeah, like yeah. where does that fit in? Um, but I do think it's cool that Bella Ramsey is old enough that they could probably just uh, not, they've said that they won't recast her if she doesn't want to be which is a funny oh, okay. way to put that yeah yeah <laughs> all right let's talk about what we've had our eyes on bryce what have you been watching oh my goodness tom over the weekend i got back into black mirror on uh, on netflix um man the you know what just good little little sci-fi stories um with just just enough like real life horror like that show is just scary enough because it's just real enough it's something some of those things could also happen. old though also old yeah and like i don't know really ahead of the time on a lot of yeah. stuff you know um I, just great and it's it's on netflix um i haven't i've watched bandersnatch in a, in a minute but the rest of that completely holds up what about you tom what'd you watch uh i, I watched the oscars telecast oh nice um, yeah, on DirecTV Stream, which is my linear TV provider uh, on ABC. Uh, we should note, Netflix won six Oscars, Apple TV Plus won one, but streaming services winning Oscars is not a big deal anymore. It's This is more of a, you know, they're just another studio, and some years they do well and some years they don't. So we're kind of past the milestone era of that. But All Quiet on the Western Front uh, is the one that, that won the Oscars for, for Netflix. Uh, I feel like the Oscars keep struggling 
to make itself relevant despite its membership's wishes. So, <laughs> yes, everybody talks about Will Smith when they talk about last year's Oscars. But the other thing they did last year that did not involve that uh, was they pre-taped uh, the first hour. So they put some of the the less popular categories. They're not less important, but they're the ones viewers are less interested in. Mm. Uh, some things like cinematography, makeup and hair. Uh, they did those the hour before the broadcast started and then inserted them into the live broadcast. Mm. That way they didn't have to rush those people. Uh, and they could just put their acceptance speech uh, and win in, in post, basically. Uh, in the live episode, I felt like that moved things along really well. Uh, and I, as a viewer, if I didn't know, probably wouldn't have known. And it just felt tighter. Uh, apparently, everyone in the industry hated that. Oh, really? So, so this oh. year, they put all of them back in live. So everybody gets to feel like, you know what? You're live on TV just like everybody else. Nobody's different. Nobody's special. Uh, and instead, to try to move things along, they brought out two presenters for every two awards. What? So, and this huh? is something they've been doing for a while with smaller categories like animation, where they do the short and the, and the feature together. Oh, okay. uh, but they were doing supporting actor, supporting actress together that way wow. to try to save time. Wow. That's wow. Okay. It, I, I never understand the, like to save time thing. Like you're, it's your show. Why are you make a better but, run of show? Because people don't watch it because it's too long. They're like, we want people to watch it. And for people to watch it, it needs to be tight and entertaining. Uh, but there's yeah. nothing entertaining about watching someone slowly walk up to the podium and then thank their mom and their cat and their agent and all the people at CAA. Like, yeah. It, it, it's tough because on the one hand, I'm totally sympathetic. If I'm the one who wins in that category, I want the chance to be able to do that just like everybody else. Why Why is it in the in the award ceremony otherwise? Absolutely. On the other hand, I get why the TV people are like, yeah, but that's when people tune out. They're like, yeah, this is boring. Why should I watch this? Absolutely. And they've, they've done some interesting things to keep it interesting, like doing these really well-edited highlight reels of the best pictures. So you get like a, a cool, almost like a trailer feel. Uh, they have wonderful performances of all the songs that are nominated so it almost has a grammys feel at times but then you still you still got to hand out the awards so what if they uh what if they just played footage of the mobile application subway surfers inside the theater and right next to the program feed so everyone would pay attention to the show and because everyone wants to multitask nowadays do so this you gives do, me an idea do subway surfers on one side and then do ooze videos on the other side what so so what happens a lot of times is somebody gets cut off because they don't they don't want to cut your mic in the middle of a sentence but if there's like two people who won they were a team a lot of times the first person talks and then they cut them off and before the second person could talk Aww. especially in those smaller categories right yeah. I mean, best actor is always just one person they get to talk as long as they want because they're best actor but costume and makeup well if the costume guy talks uh, the makeup person may not get a chance to talk. So, or uh, hair and makeup, not yeah. costume and makeup. Anyway, yeah. you get my point. Uh, what if everybody has uh, a moving sidewalk? <laughs> and you, you get the mic is on the moving, is all on a separate moving sidewalk. <laughs> okay. You have until the end of that sidewalk. To say your thing. Yeah, I thing. thought that this was a really difficult I, challenge for me to be on, but I thought the entire <laughs> cast and crew was so great, and the and the crew and the food and the and the and catering. It's man, nobody's Pop fault. Tarts. It's nobody's fault when you organic, get cut off. It's just Pop the moving tarts. sidewalk. Everybody has the same amount of time. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, solved the Oscars. You solved You're it. welcome. We done it. Just one big. Just one. That's all they needed. Just one big <laughs> the runway. All right. Uh, what should we be on the lookout for, Bryce? Hey, we got an email from Charlie. Charlie writes, I wanted to suggest that you all watch The Devil's Hour on Amazon Prime. It came out in 2022. And as of writing this, it has a 100% and 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't say much about the story or the tone of the show, as I think talking about details will spoil how it involves. In fact, I would suggest you go into the show completely cold if possible. 
The official description is a woman wakes up every night at exactly 3.33 a.m. in the middle of the so-called devil's hour between 3 Half and 4 a.m. the number of the beast. Yeah. Oh, oh! The reason I'm suggesting this to you is because it has a complex but confusing story that is very well edited so that when you get to the final episodes, many or most of the story threads are tied up. I'm also suggesting it because it's a self-contained story, only six episodes mm. long, good for filler in gaps of uh, spoiler in time. Two other seasons have been ordered by Amazon, but I think the story is complete enough as is. Love the show, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. That seems cool. Uh, the Devil's Hour, they got Peter Capaldi in it. Uh, I know. And Jessica Rain. Yeah. Like, that, that, just a couple more reasons for me to want. This, this sounds really good. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. There are uh, six hour-long episodes streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. If you've got something we should be on the, on the lookout for, please email it to us at cordkillers.com. And Tom, I don't even know how I would access that website to begin with what which which website uh the cord killers at gmail.com i mean i don't even know how i would uh oh. interface with that specific piece of work oh you mean like to have an email yeah yeah if you want to have an email uh, you need to have you need to have computer i have to, I, I i still have to have a okay because i was yeah. talking to someone if you about want this. an email you have computer <sighs> okay they're still doing that all right I'm, yeah i'm yeah, learning yeah. they're still doing that are they still doing that tom I don't know if everyone is, but doghousesystems.com slash rogue is. Oh, okay. Oh, well, and they've got, oh, look at this. These are great computers. These are mm -hmm. incredible uh, customer support. Great, great prices, great service. Oh my goodness, I love it. And if I go to doghousesystems.com slash rogue and I use promo code rogue, I'll get a free SSD. They're going to treat me right. Look at that. Yeah, just say, I want to have an email. Please send computer. Please email. And how do I do that? I don't even know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, doghousesystems.com slash rogue. Also, uh, coming soon, the triumphant return of top five <gasps> to uh, youtube.com slash daily tech news show. I did top five for CNET. I did it for Revision 3. I did it for Tech Republic. Uh, you know what? I'm doing it for myself. That's free time. time. And for you, That's, the viewer. Yes. Oh, okay. So go get subscribed. Get ahead of the game. Uh, we've got a bunch in the hopper. Roger Chang's working on them right now. YouTube.com slash Daily Tech News Show. The new top five is coming. Be ready. Oh. I'm Let's not... move on to the front lines. Oh, I wasn't ready. Be ready. Front lines. Roku announced more details about Roku OS 12 last week. You'll be able to select local news providers to show up at the top of the live TV zone. So your local news will always be easy to get. That's one of those things we need all the platforms to do. Uh, games from teams you seem interested in are going to show up at the top of the sports zone. Okay, this is sounding better. Mm. The continue watching feature will work almost immediately after you leave an app. A lot of times if you went back, it wouldn't have your place yet. And more companies are going to let Roku show their shows in the continue watching section. Maybe we are making a little progress on those deals. Hmm. Uh, Roku will also redesign its mobile app and add the ability to sign into your device from the app. Roku also announced that the first 11 of the Roku branded TVs are now available for sale at Best Buy. Remember, these aren't like TCLs that run Roku. These are Roku branded TVs. They are made by someone else for Roku, but Roku does all the customer support and everything. You can find those at Best Buy. Uh, these seem like good features to have, uh, but I don't know that I see one any one of them and go, that's, that's the big feature. That's the one we were neat missing. You're saying these are evolutionary, not revolutionary. That's in fact, it's an evolution in my revolution stating skills, Tom. Yeah. That you just acknowledged. The Charles Darwin of cord killers, mm -hmm. Bryce Castillo. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Disney Plus Hotstar confirmed that HBO content will leave its services in India March 31st. No word on where they will go, but I'm guessing Warner Brothers Discovery might be ready to start their own app in India. However, they are not going to start their own app in France. Warner Brothers Discovery and Amazon Prime Video announced the launch of Warner Pass in France. This is intriguing. Warner Pass will be a €9.99 a month add-on to Amazon Prime Video. So it's like adding HBO Max to Amazon Prime Video, except mm. it's called Warner Pass. Mm. Uh, and it's only available on Amazon Prime Video, not as a standalone app. Uh, it will include all the shows from HBO, Warner TV, which is a thing in Europe, Eurosport, also a thing in Europe, uh, the Discovery Channel, Cartoon Network, and CNN, among a few others. 
it made me think, Bryce, that if they're calling this Warner Pass, mm-hmm. they might rebrand the new HBO Max to be Warner something. Warner Max, Warner TV. Oh, interesting. I looked at this and thought, okay, well, this I think is a hedge. This feels like a hedge against um, maybe these streaming. Maybe streaming apps don't don't settle out, Tom. I mean, we did just spend the the first 20 minutes of this show talking about how software is not enough. Um, Maybe Warner Brothers are hedging in a world where maybe the a la carte ones are are going to 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 shake out maybe that's how you get how you get you get the platform yeah Yeah. um Uh, is warner pass going to show up for apple tv plus as an add-on in france or is this just a prime video thing that is an interesting question as well yeah that is uh i the fact that they used warner in the name though made me think maybe that's a tip off instead of max yeah, yeah instead of max i was thinking yesterday they should call it the new app they should just call it Max plus HBO. Max plus HBO. Wow, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I think I hate that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then everyone will hate it. Everyone will be so mad at, at Max plus HBO. Oh it's my like, God. wait, you're just rearranging the words? It's like how... Um, wait, you put a plus in it. <laughs> it's like how it's technically Paramount Plus with Showtime included yes, or something. Yes, <laughs> Uh, mark my words. It's either going to be Warner something or Max plus HBO. Those are my oh, bets. I hate how right uh, you sound. The NFL is going to play a game the day after Thanksgiving this year for the first time. Uh, and it will be broadcast on Amazon Prime Video for free. Amazon's making this available to non-subscribers. You do not need to have a Prime or Prime Video subscription to watch it. You will only need the Prime Video app. This seems big i i i could see i could see amazon do something audacious with these but i know this is not their first foray into football streaming but i could see amazon do one one of these streams if they haven't already where the only ads that they run are for amazon branded things and they're the conglomerate is so big it can be between house squares and tv shows and movies and oh you're so right and other subscriptions and but don't you need some well, it's motor Black oil? The, what? Just the Black Friday sales on Amazon.com alone, right? Yeah. yeah. Plus all the other stuff you're mentioning. You know, I mean, I'm sure there will be ads for non-Amazon things. There will. There, you're right. But but this thing's going to be covered in Black Friday Amazon sale. Yeah. There's going to be somebody doing a sideline report holding an HDMI cable. I don't know. And then <laughs> that well, they got for ten cents. And then it's and then it's Amazon, right? If if it's through the yeah. Amazon Prime player, then does that mean links to Amazon listings? Yeah. Like yeah. where do we go from Just here? Just hit the plus sign on your remote to buy. To buy it right now. Buy it now. Uh yeah. No, I think that's I think that's dead on. That 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 thing's gonna be covered in Amazon Black Friday messaging. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, finally, Netflix has added the ability to customize the appearance of subtitles and closed captions. Uh, you can choose small, medium, and large. Uh, there are four styles, white text, drop shadow, black text on a white background, or yellow text with a black background. If you're saying, I already have these options, that's because you're using the web. They have been available in the web. They're now available for TV apps as well. Nice. This is my only bummer is that this is a possible proprietary setting rather than something the best thing I think would be to have a a universal device level, like a, like it's part of the standard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're not there yet. Although I get so annoyed because every to your point, every app treats the caption settings differently, mm-hmm. and so I will turn them on to watch a Korean show, for example, uh, on Apple TV Plus, and then Apple TV Plus puts them on for every show, whether yeah. it's in Korean or not. I'm like, no, I only need them. When it's another language, I don't need them for servant. Yeah. I don't need them for Ted Lasso. There's no, there really is going to be no winning this, this problem, yeah. right? Cause some people want that behavior. Some people want yeah, yeah. individual. And that, well, that's the thing, right? Other apps don't do that. And I'm sure somebody else is like, no, I turned them on. I, I, yeah. 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 There is something called auto, which is theoretically supposed to detect when you need them, but it doesn't work on it. Yeah. A few other notes here. Disney Plus released a trailer for American Born Chinese starring Oscar winners 
Michelle Yeoh and Kehui Kwan, uh, and testing a, or uh, sorry, teasing a guest appearance from Stephanie Su, all, all three of which were in Everything Everywhere all at once. Uh, American Born Chinese is based on a graphic novel, I believe, and oh. it's coming May 24th. Nice. The final trailer for Super Mario Brothers, the movie came out. That hits tra- uh, theaters April 5th. Remember, it's uh, coming a couple of days early. Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead returns to Paramount Plus for its second season, beginning with two episodes on Thursday, April 20th. Disney released a trailer for the live-action Little Mermaid, starring Halle Bailey of Chloe and Halle fame as Ariel and Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, premiering in theaters May 26th. Hulu released a new teaser for Only Murders in the Building. Uh, No date on that coming soon, though. They did show off Meryl Streep in that teaser. NBC News is expanding the amount of live programming on its free ad-supported NBC News Now app. Uh, Apparently enough people are watching because you're going to get 11 hours of live programming. It's 24-7, but a lot of the stuff's pre-produced. CBS Sports is launching a 24-hour free streaming service called Golazo that will stream soccer analysis, highlights, and games starting April 11th. Amazon is picking up the animated series Batman Cape Crusader uh, that was dropped by HBO Max last August. That's going to show up on Amazon. Interesting. They're cooperating in France, cooperating here. Uh, Amazon is considering a spinoff series and films set in the same universe as the Creed movies, which is also the Rocky verse. So we're getting a, a Creed cinematic universe, perhaps. And Showtime released a new trailer for Yellow Jackets season two, arriving March 24th. Tom, how excited should I be for Yellow Jackets? What what speed is the hyphy train for Yellow mm-hmm. Jackets season two? Did you watch season one? I did not. Uh, but where I, is where is your train at? Where's the my Tom train? train if if I was a little bit hyphy, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say on a scale of one to ten, I'm eight. Wow. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty up there. But put it this way. I have been meaning to set aside time to go to Wikipedia and read the plot summary of season one, just to make sure I'm not forgetting anything before I start season two, but I'm not going to rewatch all of season one. Okay. Ooh. So I'm excited. I'm excited to go back. Uh, but I want to, and I'm, I'm excited enough that I I don't want to miss a thing, uh, as Aerosmith says, (laughs) but, uh, <laughs> but but I but I don't have the time to watch yeah. the whole season one. Okay, okay, interesting. March twenty fourth. That's that's coming soon. Two yeah. weeks. Let's get to the dispatches from the front. Tim wrote in and said. I am not the Tim who wrote in about this last week, but as my wife and I started our rewatch of Ted Lasso, I couldn't help but be a little stunned, stunned that you guys recommended it to Fuddy Duddy, his own moniker, who emailed about PG sitcoms they could enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Ted Lasso, but Roy Kent's dialogue in any single episode would bump it to a raw rating easily just mm-hmm. on its own. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point, Tim. Ugh, so, you know, they use that word a little differently over there. They like they like saying the F word more. Uh, huh? Tim says, maybe I'll suffer from the same thing I do. Sometimes I just forget what was in a show that might offend someone for a more PG take on the world. Yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso, the character. Absolutely. Ted Lasso, the show, as Roy Kent would say on almost occasions, F no. <laughs> uh, good point. Good point. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Norm Fazekas writes, hey, Brian, you know you were just joking, but Fresno is great. The airport <laughs> is like Muller was. Muller being the airport in Austin back in the 90s. Uh, it's less than two hours from three national parks, and the area is affordable. Well, California affordable. Mm. Love you. Go Oaks. Ask Tom. He'll tell you what that means. Oh, Tom, is there any way that that is explained very shortly? The Visalia Oaks minor league baseball team oh. once existed near Fresno. There we go. Lovely team name, Visalia. Fresno is the Grizzlies, though. Oh, it's again, it's grisly out there. It's grisly yeah. out there. <laughs> uh, and James says, Brian, Justin, Tom, and Bryce. Hello. Why is Justin in this Why one? Is just, oh, because anyway. you, you'll see. Uh, guys, it is time. We need to find a way to make the draft work. Oh, uh, okay. Cut the billion-dollar moneymakers. Extend it out to January 1st to get 30 movies. Have a second-round draft in September. Whatever you need to do. The draft makes summer so much more enjoyable. I have coworkers for whom this is their gateway into the Diamond Club, and it gives us a way to bond outside of the office. Mm. The movie draft is precious. I hope to hear announcements soon. Uh, I yes, 
James, that would be great. We endeavor to have a movie draft again. Uh, watch this space. Yes. Still watch this space. All of us want the same thing you do, James. All of us have done we exactly want... as much work as you have done. <laughs> we all want 30 to movies one. to come out. Uh, no, but but it, uh, it, it it is a bit of a, a, to, a to do to put it on and uh, yeah. with with movies being a little slow to be on the uptake. This might um, be the year, though. This might be the year. I think so. We'll uh, uh, we'll, we'll send a message out to the commissioner and see if uh, if she's feeling like we've got a good slate. Hey. <laughs> Don't yell at the commissioner. You're you're podcasting. Uh, that is it for us, folks. As I said, I am committed to finding Brian Brushwood, whatever it takes. What whatever happens to me, mm-hmm. I will make sure Brian is back for next week's episode. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you next time. Hey Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons. All these wonderful names. I'm sorry. Names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cord killers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra- they're, they're scratching our itch. Like, because we're I think addicted. As long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money and love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>